Hey everybody, it's Tim. Sorry, I have not been around all month. Yes, it's October 28th as I record this and I did my last episode of Less Than 12 Parsecs back on October 1st. What the what? Four weeks? Oh my god, this is like a new horrible record that a record I never wanted to set. One that I hope I never break. Anyway, uh, my good pal Ryan Dassing, friend of the show, patron, good buddy, awesome dude all around, stepped in. He said, hey, I'll help you out. He recorded some conversations, some interviews, some discussions with some other Star Wars podcasters. He's been doing this for October and like a jerk, I haven't been able to put these out. I've been so busy. I've been on the road traveling for personal and business reasons. So anyway, sit back, relax, and a big giant thanks to Mr. Ryan Dassing. The next couple episodes are going to be just all Ryan's deal. It's it's Ryan, 100% Ryan, Ryan day and night, dusk till dawn, the Alpha and the Omega, Mr. Ryan Dassing. Uh, sit back and enjoy, and thanks for your patience. Welcome to Less Than 12 Parsecs, the fastest Star Wars podcast in the galaxy. Now here's your host, Ryan Dassing. Alrighty, welcome to Less Than 12 Parsecs. I'm Ryan Dassing, and this is another edition of Titans of Podcasting, where I sit down and have a conversation with a Star Wars podcaster and get to know him a little, little better. Today's guest is a very busy man. You may have heard him on such podcasts as The Awful Show, Obviously Oblivious, and The Mediocre Show. He's also the creator and one of the hosts of the Full of Sith podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Mike Pilot. Thanks for being here today, Mike. Oh, no, thank you. That's a, what a wonderful intro. I'm humbled. That's great. Thank you. Cool. Well, we're on Lesson 12 Parsecs, and one of our uh, one of our mottos is the fastest podcast in the galaxy, so let's dive right in. Let me ask you uh, just right off the bat, well, what got you into the broadcasting field? Like, more importantly, what got you into podcasting? So I was a quote-unquote broadcaster. Real, I mean, long story short, I, knew it, I always wanted to be on the radio, and I was, what, 19 or something like that. And I worked at a circuit city and a girl I knew, knew a guy that worked at a radio station in Harrisburg. I'll say Harrisburg. It was actually in New York, but you get the gist central Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. And he said, come on up and, and do, um, do a tape for us. Uh, and, um, I'll get it to the program director. So I did that. And, uh, I thought it was pretty good. And the guy gave it to the program director and the guy like called me like two weeks later and said, Hey, we don't have any on air spots and you're, you know, you're new and you don't know any of this stuff, but you can do like AM stuff. So I got my foot in the door and I did that for about a week and the station switched over. The FM station switched over from top 40 to alternative. And I was a 19 year old in an alternative time and everybody quit the station and I got a job full time on the radio at 19. And I did that for a couple of years. Uh, I, I really liked it except for kids calling and asking for Michael Jackson's songs every night for, you know, in an alternative station. But anyway, um, got in a really bad car accident on the way home from the radio station in a blizzard and really hurt my back. I was out of commission for like two years and those jobs don't hang around for you because places get bought all the time. So back in what is what year it's now? It's 2018. So let me think. Um, 2007 is right when we started the awful show. Because we used to do um, like video game tournaments with ourselves and, and and have people announce the games while the other people played the games. And we always had fun with that. So I said to a couple of my friends, why don't we just start a podcast? They're brand new. Like we didn't know how to do anything. I had to figure out as it goes along. It's not like today where you have like Libsyn or Podbean or any of these places that actually do your feed for you. Like we had to learn how to get onto iTunes without anybody else knowing how. And um so yeah, I've just been doing it since then. Yeah, I can't believe it's been like 13 years or whatever, and 
always tried to make it like a hobby and not a job. We were talking about that before we started the show tonight. It's, it's got to be fun. Well, the Sith came about. I knew Brian through the Mediocre Show. We were out in uh, Salt Lake for a live show with the Geek Show podcast, which they're a bunch of great guys. Check them out. And um, everybody's like, you got to meet Brian. He loves Star Wars. And everybody was going to Brian. You got to meet Mike. He loves Star Wars. And yeah, we, we, we hit it off. And then right after the Lucasfilm announcement, he texted me and said, I'd love to do a Star Wars show with you. And I said, you know what? I'm in. And that's how we got into Full of Sith. Wow. That's awesome. I Actually, it was really funny. Like a month before that announcement. I bought the Full of Sith domain because I had an email address that was full of Sith at gmail.com and I bought the domain. And then when we, when we started the show, I'm like, I already have a pretty good domain and yeah, it just worked out. That's awesome. I remember right before I, uh, when I got into star Wars podcasting, that name just came out and I said, I don't know what this is, but I got to check it out because that name is awesome. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. It's funny to me. And it's really funny to me that we don't, I like, I've heard people say, Oh, I don't listen to that show because all they, talk about is evil in star wars and it's like uh it's just funny play on words talk about everything <laughs> what's well, funny speaking of your show you've had a ton of star wars guests on your show such as uh steve sansweet and uh james arnold taylor and just your most recent episode with uh the awesome vanessa marshall so mm-hmm. um besides the obvious big guns who would you love to have on your show in the near future hmm that's a really good question <laughs> on the spot uh i, I I have to go back to two people that we've already had on the show that I would equally love to have back on again. It just hasn't worked out in our favor lately. I love talking Star Wars with Sam Whitmer. Oh, He's yeah. amazing at everything Star Wars. He blows my mind. He's so interesting to listen to. He's so easy to, you know, just uh, just share that love for Star Wars with each other. So he's great. And also Dan Fogler. Um, we had him on a couple of years ago, and I, I, I go back and forth with him uh, from time to time to get him on and it you know one of these days it's going to work out where we're actually uh free when he's free because you know everybody's all these cons and stuff are all over the place and stuff so i would love to talk to them again if it was like be all end all who would you love to talk to on a podcast and i never see it happening james earl jones that would probably be my my bowing out moment okay i've done all that i (laughs) all that i can do um i had neil degrasse tyson on obviously oblivious a few years back he'd be fun to talk to too yeah, it's funny when you have a when you talk to Sam Whitworth, he'll just go in and out of his characters without like having to like set it up or yeah. ask him to do it. I, I love listening when he's on when he's on the podcast. That's yeah. awesome. he'll go from doing Maul to the Emperor to, to uh, just he's outstanding. That dude is outstanding. It's hard not to fanboy out when he goes in and out really? like that because it's pretty cool to have on the other end of the of the end of the uh, microphone. Yeah, totally, totally. So uh, as a proud member of the 501st, Olan Garrison, I have to ask you, how did you go about getting into becoming an honorary member of the 501st? And uh, how was it presented to you and how that all go down? Because people in the ECG, the Empire City Garrison, are way too nice to me. Uh, I don't know what they see in me. I don't know why they treat me like I'm a, a great dude. But um, my friend John, who was a listener of the show, too, we were ta- we've been talking for years and uh, one day he uh, he got a hold of me. He says, "Hey, I'd, I'd I'd like to recommend you to be an honorary member of our garrison. And how would you think about that?" I'm like, "I'd be I'd be blown away. I'd be humbled. It's it's a dream. Listen, I'm a big fat guy, and there's not a lot of not a lot of suits I can make that I'm gonna fit. Plus, I get hot really easily. Like I wear shorts and t-shirt in the wintertime. I get hot really easy. And um, he told me that, and 
And then it went through in New York Comic Con a couple of years ago. They had a big uh, induction ceremony for me, and they made me a bucket, and they had all these all these cool patches and all these other goodies. And you know, even I was just talking to John two days ago about something else. And um, yeah, I mean, they're always treating me better than they should, and and. and it's wonderful when you meet like you guys in these garrisons are, are just amazing with what you do for kids and for, you know, uh, charity and, and everything else. Like these always bring smiles to people's faces. And like these, these guys who I like actually look up to because of how much they do and, and they're doing it out of the love for it, you know, to get love back from them, like that respect, I don't deserve it, but I'll accept it because they're amazing dudes. Everybody that I've met in any of the any of the the legions, like the Five Hundred First or the Rebel Legion or the Mando Mercs, I mean, when we go to shows and I go to Comic Cons, people um, see me and they start talking to me and they because they know me through the show and it's just like, ah, these cool people should not be talking to me right now. They, they have better things to do. <laughs> That's awesome. But this wouldn't happen to be the uh, this wouldn't happen to be uh, John Turbridge, would it? No, no, no. Okay, different John from the Empire. Okay. I'm friends with that guy, yeah. but uh, I don't want to say his last name, but it's John F. No, nope, no worries, no worries. Tim can edit that part out. <laughs> so, uh, and that's fine. John uh, F. is fine. I didn't say a last name. There we go. So, uh, I see that uh, you know the, with the Empire City Garrison, uh, was there you know, and you live in Pennsylvania. Was there just was it just because you had friends up in New York for that, or are you up there more than you are? hanging out with the uh, the guys from the um, Pennsylvania garrison? Well, no. I mean, yeah, I, I, I try to go up to New York as often as possible. I just think it's one of those things where, yeah, you know, I was, I'm going to be all over the place to try and answer this question, but I'll, I'll do my work. best. I was just in my truck coming home yesterday, and I was thinking about the ECG guys and the 501st just overall, and, and I thought to myself, you know, how cool is it that these guys in New York, you know, they, they, they saw this in me and did this, so... I, there's a couple of guys I talked to from the Greedy Garrison and Old Line and some other 501st groups from out in California and Oregon and you know, all over the place because of this show. You know, the internet makes everybody that much closer, but that's just how it worked out. I mean, I have I, I collect the 501st members' cards. If you come out in one of my Star Wars rooms, I have like literally 1,500, 2,000 of the cards that I put up for everybody that hands me one at a con or whatever. And I have my own. I have my own 501st cards that I love to give out. So it's I, – I did not know that. I need one of those cards. I'll send you one. Just email me your address. I. It's one of those things where – that's cool. I, I love going and, and handing those out. And, yeah, because I think you're one of the – probably the first honorary member I've ever got to sit down and talk to. So that's pretty cool. I believe – and I don't want to be wrong in saying this, but I believe I was the first honorary member for the ECG. Wow, that's awesome! Yeah. Yeah. If you think about all the all the, all the names that could have gone down, that's that's that's, that's something that, that's something to hold on your belt, nice and high. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> it's crazy. That's cool. Well, like I said, I've been a big fan of your show for a couple of years, and I've gone back and listened to all the old all the old stuff. And, uh, uh, a lot of people that listen to this probably don't know this, but you have one of the coolest tattoos in your arm. And I have a big debate with my brothers all the time who are big star Wars fans as well. Oh, I know you, you have this. Yeah. Oh, I'm sure, I'm sure you do. <laughs> you have an at, at tattooed on your arm and in between the legs, you have the at symbol, like on a computer, like on a keyboard. Yeah. And my brothers tell me, no, 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 no. It's ATAT, and I said no. It's at at, and we go back and forth. And like I said, if you look it up, both examples are both canon. Yeah. But it's funny. 
we always go into it. And when I saw your tattoo for the first time, I laughed so hard. I took a screen cap of it and I sent it to my brother and he just laughed. <laughs> it was awesome. I, um, that's that tattoo I got for two reasons and they're both star Wars related. I love the argument that at at versus ATAT is, I just love that people argue over something so silly since it's Canon either way. And, I wanted to see who picks it out, like who finds it. Like I have a toothless uh, from How to Train Your Dragon on the other arm in the same position as my Adat. And I have like Boo from Monsters, Inc. as my daughter because we went to go see the movie together. She absolutely loved it and said, Daddy, you should get a tattoo. And I did. So um, people pick that out sometimes. But my Death Star one, they, they, they get. And I have my uh, Renegade Squadron one on my other arm. But anyway, the Adat one. I would say, conservatively speaking, just like in the supermarket or out of the store or cons are different, a whole different story. But just like regular life, I think I've had four people actually get that tattoo. And I have to explain it to them. I'm like, have you seen Star Wars? And they're like, yeah. I'm like, you know the big machines that are walking and Empire Strikes Back? And they're like, yeah. I'm like, it's an ad ad. See? Ad ad. And then... So it's funny <laughs> to explain it, but I really get excited. The, the couple of people that have got it, I say, you know what? You're like the third person who's ever gotten that just out in the world. Oh, man. And, I, and the funny thing is my brothers and I go back and forth with it. And we all like come to the happy conclusion that we're going to de- agree to disagree. But the fact that we laughed one time, we were drinking some beers, and we both said, the fact that we're having this conversation right now, we're happy enough as it is. So let's just let it be because we're yeah. both Star Wars fans that we both have that uh, have that argument. So that's great. Yeah. I mean, you could be having much worse arguments with your brother. <laughs> exactly. Right. Yeah. So again, with your, uh, with your podcast, like I said, I've been a fan for a while and I love the dynamics you have with your host and I've been listening for a long time. So back when it was you and Concetta and, uh, Brian young, and then when you switched it up and it went from you and Amy Ratcliffe and, uh, Bobby Roberts, and now you, Brian young and Holly Fry, the dynamic just works. And I think that's what makes your podcast as good as it is because whoever's on it and your content, it just, it, it's listenable and it keeps me want to go back and listen to it. So if you've never heard the podcast, please, please, please do yourself a favor and go listen to full of Sith. It's great. And all those guys know their stuff. Well, I, you know, um, as far as like chemistry goes, like I met Concetta, <clears throat> excuse me. I met her, on Skype. That's how we first talked was doing uh, before we did the show. Me and Brian were talking to her. Hey, you think you'd like to do this? And, and of course, like I said, I, I know Brian a really, really long time now. And, and then with Amy and Bobby, I, I know Bobby from back in the day too, when he would do court and fat boy and, um, WW. Oh, I can't remember that. It's late at night. Welcome to that whole thing. That was his other show. I love that show. And because um, when I was on Mediocre, he kind of had crossover audience and we had a, uh, I don't want to say bromance, but we had a lot of bro respect for one another. And I just, I, there's some people that Bobby rubs the wrong way with what I call his passion and intelligence and Star Wars knowledge. Bobby's like one of those people, he's going to totally hate me for saying this, but Bobby's like one of those people in my life that I'm a fan of and a friend. So it's kind of cool. And uh, he's like, I'm, I'm going to say Neil deGrasse Tyson again. When when I interviewed him, he was on Skype, but he had video Skype on. And I asked him to turn his camera off because I was just was like I was watching a TV show with him. And I was just like so enthralled in what he had to say. I didn't really have that much to say. 
So like when Bobby comes on the show, he's like, oh, I don't want to step on on other over people. And no, I love when Bobby's on because I love listening to him. And that's, I think that's one of the really great things about our show. Like uh, my Star Wars knowledge is not Brian Young's Star Wars knowledge. I don't know like Pablo and Leland and Matt and you know, all these other people that know every little thing about Star Wars. And this is the reason why they're on the storyboard. I'm not. But I do have a an immense passion for Star Wars. I've loved it my whole life. And when you get together with people that have like interests, especially Star Wars, like when you meet somebody in line at a movie theater waiting for the movie to start or you're at a con or you can talk about anything. And I don't think there's a lot of there's not a lot of things in this world today where you could just uh, really connect with somebody over a love that you have or something. Even if the person doesn't like certain things about Star Wars, you can have those discussions with most people. There are people that just don't want to listen at all. But you can have discussions and hear why people feel a certain way about a movie that they didn't like it or they did like it. And, and so I think it's an amazing thing. So getting back to our chemistry, it's just I've always been, as far as my broadcasting goes, and this even goes back to when I was on the radio, I, I don't speak perfectly. I fumble over my words sometimes. My brain moves faster than my mouth can move. And if I don't get something out right away, I might forget it. And it's because there's so much else going on in your head that I've always tried to just be the – not tried, but I, I just am the everyday Star Wars fan as far as full of Sith goes, like Holly and Brian, Bobby, Amy – Concetta, these are people with just massive knowledge and they've changed my views on certain things because of their passions for certain things in Star Wars and opened my, opened my eyes up to other things. So, you know, just being that, asking that, it may sound like if you're just somebody listening to the show, it may sound like something that you feel dumb for not knowing, but how can everybody know everything? So I ask those questions like, well, what do you mean by that word? Or what do you mean by this? And I think that that works really well. And I think that once you get once you actually sit down with your friends and you know their their speech patterns and their cadence and when they're going to take a breath or when they're done with a um, a topic that they're talking about it's time for you to speak like you can tell that that's coming instead of like in the in the earlier days of podcasting i used to to cut out the dead air between people waiting for the other person to talk and there was always a delay on skype and stuff back then and it's just so cool that today i don't have to do those sort of things so I hope I answered your question. I was probably just rambling. No, 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 not at all. And and I can tell you guys are so close, especially when uh, I believe it was last celebration. Holly made you a dress and you wore it on the on the pod at the pod panel uh, when you guys did full of Sith at the, at the convention. And that was so funny. I was like, man, those guys are those guys are friends. And that was awesome. Yeah, Holly's so talented and she comes up with all these really great patterns. And every time a new movie comes out, she gets some artwork and she makes some more new stuff. And I forget how it came up, but I said something about, well, oh, no, she had that Darth Maul and Savage Press idea. And I'm like, if you made a dress, I'd wear that. And then she made it. And, you know, it's in my closet. I was just grabbing a T-shirt out when I got home from work tonight. And I've decided from that celebration that any kind of con that I go to, I'm probably going to wear that dress and I'm probably going to wear my cut for the ECG. So I don't ever have to worry about my outfits anymore. That's, that's amazing. I, like I said, I, I saw that picture and I died. I said, okay, these guys are legit friends. They're not just people who talk on a computer, each other once a week. Like they're yeah. legit friends. That's awesome. Holly, Holly's just, I was just talking to, um, I was talking to, to I'm not going to say who, but I was talking to somebody about Holly the other day. And I said, you know what? Holly is one of the most kind, sweet, welcoming people I've ever met. Like she, 
like the person was like, well, I'm, you know, maybe a little worried about how she'd be if they met her. And I'm like, she's just, she'll invite you for a meal. She's just the cool, she is the coolest. We had her on a couple times as a guest host. And when Amy, um, I mean, Amy got really busy around that celebration a couple of years ago. And she was, you know, she had less and less time and she tried to make the show as often as she could. And, and Brian said, well, you know, um, what do you think about having Holly come on when, for Amy? And it was, it was a no brainer. I've been listening to Holly's podcast, the, the history podcast for longer than I know her. And maybe that's one of the reasons why I know her so well, because you know what the other great thing about podcasting is you can listen to somebody every week. And even though you're not interacting with them, you know, physically or to their ear, you can talk to them through the, your, to your car stereo or to your, your, your iPod or whatever. But they, they, these people become people, you know, that you know, things about them and they feel like they're your friends. And, and that's how, you know, Holly's one of those people. I felt like she was a friend before she even knew who I was. And when we met, it was just like, the, it was just like, yeah. And then what do you talk about when you, when you get together? Talk about star Wars. I remember we had a really great meal at a, at a ramen place. Um, after the New York City Comic Con a couple of years ago, and Holly's another one of those people. Just when she talks, I, I I think her laugh is infectious. I think that sometimes I do things on the show to give Brian a hard time because I know Holly's going to laugh at it. So that that gives me an audience to play to. Plus, Brian does play the the hurt guy a little bit. Well, you know what I'm saying? Like he plays it off oh, yeah. really well. So I, I think those things are fun too. We we just can't sit there like robots and talk about the news or talk about this and you have to have little things in between to make it like a real conversation. No, I, I totally get that because when she came on after Amy, I, I heard her a couple times as a, as a guest, but when she came on, she just has that warm voice. And like you said, that laugh is so infectious. So yeah. And, and it's, it's funny because I listen to you guys for so much and tonight's the first night me and you have actually communicated together. And it's like, I feel like I've known you because you've been coming through the speakers of my truck for many years. And here we are just having a conversation. So no, I, I completely understand where you're coming from. You know, I, I told my wife yesterday or the day before that I was doing this. I said, don't, don't forget Wednesday night. I'm, I'm going to do an interview. And sometimes it's not that I get nervous or I get worried or, or anything like that, but I want to have conversation with somebody that I'm, I'm interested in them too. I want to hear things about them. So we, when we first start talking, I, you know, I was asking you some questions and I feel completely comfortable and, and you're doing a good job. So keep it up. Thank Not you. too much pressure that. on you. <laughs> so, Hey, I've been asking all my guests. I had Bobby on, I had a Bobby on before. So I asked everybody these questions. So I've been asking everybody, can you tell me or pinpoint uh, from a movie or a scene or a moment in your life that you knew you were completely in love with star Wars? I can. And it's, kind of going to be a three-parter if that's all right no absolutely go ahead so um going to see empire with my dad uh, and finding out the big reveal and looking up at my dad and realizing my dad wasn't the big bad mean guy in the galaxy like uh, <laughs> i don't have to worry about that and just my dad's reaction when i said to him i said oh my god dad that's his dad and my dad's like okay shh, let's keep watching and like that was the moment that young impressionable Mike fell in love with star Wars. And then down the road, you know, you have all the star Wars. We grow up and we have the dark times where there wasn't really much. And then the prequels come out. And then when the prequels came out, I was in my early twenties, I guess. Yeah. That's 40 years ago, right? Not 40, 20 years ago. Right. <laughs> I was like, wait a minute, my math. Yeah. No, you're right. Yeah. yeah something like that. It's late. Don't, um, don't mind me. But, um, so, 
That'll be 20 years next year. Yeah. So Clone Wars, I wasn't watching Clone Wars, but my daughter was. And she kept saying to me, Daddy, you got to watch Clone Wars with me. I'm like, yeah, 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 yeah. And I, I, not that I had anything against it. It's just I was a father with a job who liked the older, the older Star Wars movies, and I have rooms full of Star Wars toys. And, like, I just didn't think I'd get into a cartoon. You know what I mean? Do you understand what I'm saying? It's just not something I thought that I would get into. And she finally convinced me to sit down, and it was uh, one of the mall episodes, and I was just in awe. And it rekindled my fire for Star Wars. Like I was in love with Star Wars again. It's amazing. And in between that was the moment when Anya was a little, little younger before that, where I showed her empire and she had the exact same reaction. She was actually sitting on my lap. She was a little scared. She was young. And when he, the big reveal happens about, no, I am your father. She looked up at me and she said, daddy, that's his daddy. And it just like, my heart swelled. It was like, okay, full circle for Star Wars. Like, I have the biggest smile on my face right now. It's like, full circle. I love this. It's the best security blanket in the world. It's the best comfort food there is. I can, I can, definitely, I can definitely relate. I have, uh, I have two kids, and um, we didn't have the Empire moment together because I started my son off really early with Star Wars. But when he started putting together that this little boy, Anakin, from the prequels, ended up, wait a minute, Anakin, Darth Vader. And I watched the wheels turn. Yeah. And I had one of those moments where he looked at me like Anakin Skywalker is Darth Vader. Like I, I had that, you know, exactly what you're talking about. Like, and yeah, that just, you know, my heart swelled. Definitely. Yeah. You know, there's, there's just so many little things like with rebels and the newer movies, rogue one and force awakens and last Jedi and the solo movie. There's so many little things now that kind of tie other things together that I really love. What I've liked about recent star Wars is I love how they portray Vader and Rebels. Like that's the Vader that you always wanted to see. Like every like the Inquisitor doesn't want to face Vader. He'd rather die. Like that line. I, I hate I, I hate to spoil it for other people, but that line where he's hanging there and he says to Kanan, "There are far worse things than death," and he's talking about Darth Vader. Like that's this guy has to be one mean dude. Like I love that portrayal of him. And then we get that last scene in Rogue One where he's just tearing through the ship and all the all the rebels and the fear and just how they shot that scene in the dark and everything. It's just so many good things coming out of Star Wars now. And I know, you know, some people aren't loving it like others are. But if you sit down and just appreciate the fact that we're seeing these things that we played out with our little action figures when we were kids, like that's amazing. Uh, I completely agree. When they showed when they showed his eye. When he, uh, he was fighting Ahsoka, oh my God, yeah, and you could hear his and, voice and the Vader voice at the same time. I was uh, I, like, I, like I said, I agree with you. I, I am so in love with the, the way uh, new Star Wars has been coming out, and those little things you talk about—the little throwbacks and the connections—and you know when they do things for the for the fan fans and stuff like that. Like I, I completely agree. When you got to hear uh, when they're paging Captain Sandula oh, yeah. in Rogue One, and you're just like. Wait a minute, what? Like, or no? Uh, yeah, or was it the Force Awakens? I forget. But when, you, when you, yeah, when you when you hear the when you hear the callbacks to Re- especially Rebels, like when you see Chopper going across, like yeah, I, I, I was I was I was completely blown. I never thought I'd see that, and I'm kind of looking forward to maybe uh, Episode Nine having some kind of uh, prequel because they they don't really throw it back to the prequels as much no. uh, when it, in movies, and I'd love to see uh, I'd love to see a little bit of that uh, coming up maybe Episode Nine. There's lots of things I'd like to see, but I'm going to take what they give me and I'm going to be happy about it. I mean, that's 
that's just how it is. I just, I don't know. I, I mean, that Darth Vader and Rebels surfing on a TIE fighter coming down to the ground. I mean, there's just so much cool stuff that they've done. Filoni and crew has blown that away. It's been amazing. Totally. So, uh, hey, uh, Mike, can you uh, can you tell the folks what you're up to these days and you know where they can find you online and stuff like that? Sure. Um, if you go to the Mike.com or MikePilot.com, they both go to the same place. It has um, links to all the stuff I've done. Just, you know, recently, other shows I've done might be coming back in the future. I haven't really decided yet. I'm still working on some other things. And, and I'm, I know I'm answering this really weird, so fix this in the edit because I'm probably not making any sense. Right now, uh, Full of Sith is something that I do. It's fun. It's amazing. I get to talk with my friends, and I'm so thankful that I get to do it every week. And we try to fit that into the times that, you know, I have to be the employee and the dad and the husband and all the other stuff. So Anya's at an age where she's doing like three different sports and she plays in a symphony and she plays in a band and she does all this other stuff. So all the, the shows that I've done in the past, like I used to do four or five shows a week because she was little. I mean, you have kids when, when they go to bed, you got, you got some time on your hands. So sooner or later, she'll uh, not need me as much as she does. And that'll break my heart. And, I'll, I'll probably bring back obviously, obviously Livius definitely, and there's other things in the works. So check me out, full of Sith. Check me out online. I'm in the mic everywhere on social media, and hit me up in a private text, and we'll talk. I I just like talking Star Wars with people. Well, that's awesome. And like I said, you're not too far from me. I'm down in Baltimore, so if you're ever in town, uh, definitely, uh, definitely hit me up. And uh, yeah, we're gonna get together. We'll get a meal or something. That'd be great. That sounds good to me. Well, hey, I really appreciate you taking this time to talk with me. And uh, for uh, Less Than Tall Parsecs, this is Ryan Dassing, and I'm sending it back to you, Tim. Hey, thanks again to Ryan Dassing. Ryan, thank you so much for that great interview with Mr. Mike Pilot. Mike, thank you so much for coming on Less Than 12 Parsecs. I'm so sorry I wasn't able to talk to you myself. Oh, that was fun, guys. I really enjoyed it. Hey, as you heard in the interview, Ryan had mentioned he had already spoken with Mr. Bobby Roberts. Uh, I apologize. I've had some technical difficulties with that interview. I'm still trying to work out the kinks, the bugs, the little crackly problems with that recording. I'll get it out as soon as I can, if I can. I'm still working on it. I'm not a tech genius, but I try. I do my best. You know, I do what I can. So anyway, thanks again for listening to Less Than 12 Parsecs. Thanks again to Ryan, to Mike, and to you, the listener, for your patience. Four weeks. Man, I was in carbonite. I was in, uh, Less Than 12 Parsecs is not dead. It was just in carbonite. I'm back, and while I was gone, everyone had delusions of grandeur or something like that. I don't know. Anyway, Han Solo quote. You get it. All right, so thanks again for listening to Less Than 12 Parsecs. Hey, what did you think of this interview? Hey, how awesome is Ryan? Don't you agree with me? I want to know. Email me at 12parsexpodcast at gmail.com or connect with me on any of our social media accounts. All the links can be found on the website, 12parsexpodcast.com. Thanks for listening. Utini! You've been listening to Less Than 12 Parsecs, the fastest Star Wars podcast in the galaxy. For links and show notes, visit our website, 12parsecpodcast.com. Follow Less Than 12 Parsecs on Twitter at 12parpod, on Instagram at 12parsecspodcast, on Tumblr at 12parsecspodcast, and find us on Facebook as well. And please let us know what you think. Email us at 12parsecspodcast at gmail.com. 